Yeah. You want to do the... No. No? Why? Not my core competency. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time and Attention, the podcast that's dedicated, my friends, to helping you become a better, more intentional human being. I'm the host of the podcast, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 73, Redefining Productivity. Red, red defining. <laughs> Apple Notes is not uh, not the most... It's not good at collaboration. It is not. No. Yep. Live collaboration. I work in collaborative apps all day long. Man, this one is not good Google compared Docs, to any of the other ones. Google Docs is instant, right? Google Docs is instant. So is Overleaf. So if oh. you can make LaTeX instant, I don't know. There's no excuse for the nonsense that is the Apple Notes app. Yeah, this is just text. So all that to say... What are we talking about today? Apple's services strategy. No, there are about 20 billion podcasts on that. So (laughs) let's do what we do best and talk about productivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, why, you know, some people, when they hear the word productivity, it's almost as though they like shudder. Yeah. I mean, it it is a very dry word. I think a lot of people think of it as a bit boring or could be a little bit boring. Yeah. What do you think comes into somebody's head when they hear the word productivity? I'm an economist, so my answer is going to be wrong. But I think when most people think about productivity who aren't economists and aren't thinking about economic productivity, they're probably thinking about how to get more stuff done in the least amount of time possible, which Hmm. just sounds like a recipe for exhaustion. And a lot of stress. Yeah. A lot of stress. Yeah. And so I I think that speaks to the essential nature of finding a definition of productivity that's workable, that uh, accommodates our human nature, that fits with how we think, and that can make uh, work a bit more meaningful while making us hopefully a bit more accomplished at work and uh, more more meaning outside of our work lives too. Yeah, I think that's actually what I like about how you approach productivity Mm. in some of your work is... It is a little more human. It doesn't feel like it's some corporate definition of how to get more things done in the least amount of money and time. It's yes. just a, a lot more about meaning and intention. All that to say, in this episode, we're going to think about how we think about de- productivity and, and what we think that means for how you think about your work and how you structure your days. What is economic productivity, by the way? I'm curious. I, I know I saw you looking at the research before we started recording. Was there any or were there any other suggestions that the research pointed to that could be helpful on top of the ones we chatted about? Yeah. So there are all of the usual ones, like making sure you get enough sleep, make sure that you exercise, oh, the make sure eat, that you're meditating. Eat or, your vegetables kind of advice. Yeah, the eat your vegetables kind of advice. And I mean, I think these are also, even if you're not in the middle of going through a massive change, Focusing on having good habits in these like eat your vegetable categories of of ideas is a really good way of being able to be more resilient when big changes do happen. Like I know myself, I have a, a very solid sleep um, habit. I have really good exercise habits. I have really oh. good meditation habits. And this was so helpful in dealing with a very stressful four months of my life while I was mm. going through the econ job market. So all that to say, focusing on these like usual good wellness um, habits or behaviors is a useful way of dealing with stress kind of pre- preemptively. If you had to name one or two things that you did to develop this resilience, to 
to tolerate, uh, I guess, to develop a capacity for change. Are there a couple that you can pinpoint as being especially helpful? Oh, working out for sure. Is, yeah? is absolutely running mm. is like my lifeline. So running is definitely up there and making sure I was all, not just running, but also doing like things like yoga and cross training to make sure I could keep running. Cause that was my problem in, in first year when I was doing my like comprehensive exams, all I did was run and then I was no longer able to run. Interesting. Yeah. And that's no surprise if, if a period of change kind of disrupts our uh, neurochemistry, at least if, if, if it differs from our expectations, uh, working out, there's a wonderful book called Spark. I believe it's called that talks about the neuroscience of exercise, and essentially the one of the it, I'm I'm kind of summarizing this book that I read like ten years ago, but from what I recall, the thesis of the book is that exercise rebalances all the different chemicals of your mind, mm. and so if you're going through a, a challenging mental time, uh, whatever that manifests as, uh, and that disrupts the natural balance of these neurotransmitters in your mind, which again are incredibly complex and difficult to distill down into one kind of descriptor. Exercise has this this wonderful effect where it raises the the levels of the chemicals that are low and it lowers the levels of the chemicals that are high. And so if you're doing something for your mind, and we often see time, time management especially, as the main thing that matters with regard to our work. But once we shifted out of that factory kind of environment, other ingredients started to matter just as much, if not more, compared to our time. Uh, so when we went from the factory to the office, we began doing work with our minds rather than with our hands. It, and this severed that connection between time and accomplishment. It's not as though time doesn't matter. You know, there's still a lot of time management books. Time is something that we will always have to manage, especially as long as we work around our own rhythms that fluctuate over the course of the day and the rhythms around, uh, of the other people around us, uh, whether it's when they work, when they're available, when they have the most energy, uh, whatever, it, whatever time zone they happen to be in, uh, etc. But there are other ingredients that matter just as much with regard to our productivity. Uh, attention matters. Uh, of course, if you can't focus on something, if you're distracted all day long, it doesn't matter how well you're able to manage your time. Uh, energy matters too. If you burn out at one or two in the afternoon, it doesn't matter what you've scheduled uh, in your calendar for that day. You're just not going to have the energy to get it all done. And I think what matters, what, what kind of ties all these ingredients together, these are the resources that we have uh, to combine time, attention, energy, uh, it, it, to some extent money. Th these things combine to create how productive we are each and every day. But what ties these things together, what points these resources in the proper direction is intention. It's deliberately choosing what we'll set out to do. And I think when we made that shift from the factory to the office, uh, intention suddenly became far, far more important uh, with regard to getting things done. Sorry, I just rambled for oh, that's a okay. couple minutes. Yeah. So, dumb question here is... No, no dumb questions. Sure. <laughs> All that to say. Dumb question is, really, is productivity or intention, the way you think about it, kind of a way of managing all three of these things in a way that productivity used to be just about managing kind of your time. Yeah. Where like you had to get as many of these X little things done mm. and it was really just a function of time where now all the things that we would put value on required not just time, but 
mm, like energy and attention as well. And so yeah. productivity is really about intending and in properly intending to do manage all those three things. Yeah. Is that it, how you think about it? It's about where we point them. That, that's how I think about it. Is it just about those three things? Are there any other pieces here that you need to be thoughtful about when you're talking about intention and productivity? It's interesting. Like I don't, you know, with my work, I've never had some five, some ten-step trademarked, all rights reserved solution that that some people have for becoming more productive every day, so they can, you know, charge more money on the consultant circle and and sell more books. I I, I kind of like to look at the advice out there and try to filter out the stuff that works from the stuff that doesn't, uh, and in doing so. Pretty much all of the advice that uh, actually allowed me to move my work forward and that actually is founded in, in the research relates to one of those three ideas or some overlap between them. Uh, and, and that's kind of, uh, I kind of see intention is where we point them. I, that's kind of separate from that model. But yeah, most of the things have fallen into that, those three categories. Hmm. Okay, so let's step back. Why do you think intention is so kind of like the keystone here? I see you're trying to distract me over there as I, <laughs> I try to remember what your what your question is by making silly faces and pointing fingers at me and waving. So I'm going to have to do some jujitsu focus things and not look over in your direction right now. But <laughs> I think intention is just important because not all tasks in our work are created equal. Uh, there's this asymmetry of importance regardless of the context of our life that we're operating in. And, you know, external demands aside, it doesn't take much, you know, much thinking to, to realize that if spending a day writing a report is going to accomplish far more than just surfing LinkedIn over the course of a day, for an example. And in our personal lives, you know, there's an asymmetry of meaning, you could say where surfing uh, Instagram is going to be a bit less meaningful than cooking dinner with your spouse and playing board games with them and just having a, an otherwise meaningful experience with them. And I think that's exactly where intentionality brings value to our lives. That's the usefulness of intentionality. First of all, we can act in a way that is in accordance with our values. So we feel more meaning because meaning occurs when we manifest our values through action in our personal lives. And we can accomplish more in our work lives, assuming that's something that you want to do. Uh, you know, some tasks are just more consequential and they lead to greater results. Uh, than other things. You know, mentoring a new employee that joins your team is going to be far, far more important than just maybe checking your email a few more times over the course of the day. Uh, and so because of that asymmetry, intention becomes critical because we have that pre-decision, we have that choice uh, in what we do in the first place. And I also think, you know, the, the word empowerment, whenever I hear that word, I kind of tense up a little bit because I always think, okay, where are you going with this word? But I think it does come back to empowerment. When we choose what we do ahead of doing it, we feel as though we are in control of our actions, even if what we have to do or where we have to go or what emails we have to answer or what meetings we have to attend is defined by somebody else. There's always 
a little pocket of time, regardless of how much autonomy we have in our work lives and our home lives that we have control over. And by starting with that and by relating to to the rest of our day differently, because we chose ahead of time what we're going to spend our time, our attention, our energy on, we get the gains. We get the gains in terms of meaning, in terms of productivity at work, uh, but we also have that feeling of empowerment too. Okay. So now getting Mm -hmm. to the point, how do you define productivity. That's 12 minutes and 30 seconds of lead-in to this definition. If you were in an econ seminar, oh man, they would have so interrupted you yeah. like 12 minutes and 40 seconds ago and they would have said, how are you defining this? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kind of like that. Se- seems Define like your a... stuff up front. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called a, a tease. Okay. All right. My definition of productivity, and I, I've had several of them. Um, you know, getting things done, getting more important things done. But the definition that I've arrived at, that I uh, have used for, I guess, a number of years now and plan on using going forward is accomplishing what we intend to do. Nice and simple. Yeah, it it begins and ends with intention. Mm -hmm. And this is regardless of what you want your day to look like. If you want to have a relaxing day on the beach and put your feet up and listen to a podcast and an audio book and get a nice tan going on and then you do, I I would argue that you're perfectly productive because you did what you set out to do. Uh, If you intend to have a big day at work and answer a couple hundred emails and go to meetings and play the role of the the traffic cop or the air traffic controller or the firefighter just, you know, moving people and information and bits and emergencies around and then you do, I would argue that you're perfectly productive there too. Uh, If you intend to experience a day just fully, one that you know will be meaningful with your family, with friends, uh, some big moment of your life, and then you do, I would argue that you're perfectly productive there too. But productivity begins and ends with intentionality. And I think that's the key here. Intentionality is the benchmark against which we should measure work, especially when we do knowledge work for a living. And I think it can be extended to how we measure our time overall too. The thing I really like about this definition is that intention is such a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, sure, if your intention is to go watch Netflix all day long, sure, you're totally productive if that's what you do. But at the same time, this also has to align with your values, right? Like your intentions should correspond to your objective, like your goals and your, what you really value. And I'm willing to bet most people don't value being able to binge watch Netflix, right? Or being able to doom scroll on Instagram or Twitter for hours on end. That's usually not where your personal values are. And so I think the nice thing about intention is that it forces a little bit of like self-reflection and Mm self-awareness in a way that will ideally kind of align with your, your, your values in a way. And so that your definite, the definition of productivity also kind of like contributes to your values if you are doing the reflection involved with setting intentions. Yeah, and that's where the empowerment piece comes in too, is you don't just kind of spend your time on autopilot mode in response to the things that come your way. You choose where you go. You choose why you're doing the things that you have a cho- You have a chance to do that double loop around uh, whatever behaviors you want to create. I love it. Yeah. And the nice thing about this is I think we're going to try to make this kind of a two-parter. Oh, yes. Where the next episode, we're going to... I mean, this is a very... I think this is more of an ideas-based episode. So if you are used to this 
show. Normally we give lots and lots of tactics, but I think thinking about productivity and thinking about how we think about productivity is a nice way to lead into what we're going to talk about in the next episode where we talk about different ways to to work with more intention and to live with more intention, Yeah, um, which is something we talk about a lot in the podcast. This is not new, but we are going to talk about some like really clear ways to bring more intentionality into, into how you live your life. Do you think intentionality is what makes us human? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I think what makes us human is that we have, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. That's a question for mm. a biologist. Oh, or a psychologist. Or a psychologist, yeah. Mm, interesting. Or a philosopher. I feel like people who do philosophy also probably have a quite answer to this. Yeah. But this lowly economist has never really thought about what it means to make people human. It's it's many layers of abstraction removed from the tactical nature of what we usually talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's why, you know, I, I personally do think that intentionality, that, that pre-decision of what we're doing before we do it, or at least the stories we tell ourselves about our behavior before it unfolds, which may manifest itself as intentionality. I think that is one of the beautiful parts about defining productivity this way, is it accommodates uh, our humanity. It doesn't turn us into some robot. You know, thinking about that uh, Netflix example, binge-watching Netflix. If you have an intention to, to do so, you're perfectly productive. But I, I think it also accommodates the way that our mind tends to think uh, in relation to activities like that. And so knowledge work is more emotional because it involves interfacing with other people, and it usually involves using our mind and communicating ideas. And of course, our mind is a highly emotional Organ. It, it deals with logic and emotion, which is a different type of logic, basically. But because it's more, where knowledge work is more emotional, there's these negative emotions that tend to arise as we work too. There's there's guilt, there's doubt, there's worry, uh, which I think are all essentially the same thing. They're all just a different type of tension that arises from a different point in time. You know, guilt being this emotion that comes from a tension that we experienced in the past, uh, this doubt existing in the present moment, you know, when we're not sure that we're doing the best possible thing or behaving in a way that's in alignment with what we value. And worry is, of course, this tension that comes from the future that we experience in the present. We experience all of these in the present, which makes them the same emotion. But what, what I found is these emotions usually tend to come flooding in to the vacuum that a lack of intentionality leaves in our lives. Uh, when we don't spend our time intentionally and we're watching Netflix, we feel immense guilt when, we, when we're doing so because our mind is constantly, as, as you say, Arden, evaluating the opportunity cost of our time. <laughs> right? Nice callback. We're, yeah. we're always thinking about what we could be doing instead. But when we think about what we be, could be doing instead ahead of doing something, we don't have that same guilt or doubt or worry. And, you know, of course, we need a why for why we're striving for greater productivity, greater accomplishment, you know, just living a bigger and life of more, just constant more is not that uh, deeper rewarding, but having uh, the pursuit of something more concrete, whether that's, you know, financial freedom to just building a great life alongside your partner and your family, you know, th this idea of intentionality, it, it accommodates the complexity 
of human behavior, but it also accommodates the things that we value. And I've been thinking a lot about meaning lately, and it's a topic that I'm just kind of like noodling on in the back of my mind. But I think, you know, my working theory, and please email me if you have a different one, chris at a life of productivity.com. Uh, my working theory is that meaning is created. It's not something we find. People are always trying to find the, the meaning of things. <laughs> but no, meaning is something that we have to create. It's not something that's handed to us. And we, we feel like our behavior matters when it, we do so, when we do things with intention, but when also our behavior is connected to what we most deeply value. And when we behave uh, in a way that manifests our values through our actions, that's meaning right there in my opinion. But again, just a working hypothesis. I think the emphasis on meaning is a, a really important piece here because this focus on intention is really is is really why we're talking about this in the first place, right? Yeah. right? Where we're talking about productivity in a way that is a little more human and a little friendlier, I guess, because we're really focusing on intention, which is really the whole point in, in bringing this meaning into our work and our lives. Productivity. What are you producing? <laughs> no <laughs> meaning <laughs> meaning intention yeah meaning it's all about producing the right things nice good stuff how, how do I usually wrap these up so finishing up oh yes that's I, I have not used the same outro since we switched our theme over and the name over time to put together a tight closing outro closing yeah. outro 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 shame on me honestly yeah, so finishing up, timeandattention.fm is where you can find the website for the podcast. Of course, it's a podcast, so it doesn't need a website. Just search anything for Time and Attention, you'll find it. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.